Welcome to the Dear Rochester Retire Well Podcast with David Pulsini from Six Point Financial Partners. In this podcast, find your path towards a brighter financial future with David as your guide as he helps individuals, educators, and healthcare professionals explore ways they can build wealth while minimizing risk using a multifaceted, comprehensive approach to personal finance. Are you ready to take the first step towards a brighter financial tomorrow? Let's get started. Social Security. How do you make it work for you? Well, this is the second part of David Pulsini's dive into the benefit and retirement system in his podcast, Dear Rochester, Retire Well. David is with Six Point Financial. I'm Patrice Sikora. And yeah, this is a topic that could have us talking for hours. But Dave, give us a summary of what we talked about in the previous episode, and then we'll get going into this one. Sure. So in our last episode, we talked about the history of Social Security, how much you pay into it, uh, where that money actually goes, how soon you can take it, how long you can wait to take it, and then also an action item to take. And I'll review that, by the way. And the, the action item was, in case you missed it, is to go to ssa.gov backslash my account and create an online account if you have not. And I'll explain more later on why that makes sense. But this is definitely something that you want to do to help you project your benefits for Social Security and your your own customized numbers and your own plan. And one thing that I always recommend is checking to make sure that your earnings are accurate. And we'll come back to that again. The reason for this is that many people do not get paper Social Security statements anymore. Why and we've not? talked about this, uh, Patrice. Yeah, they, <laughs> well, if you are over 60, and you are not receiving social security benefits. So you have to be over 60, not receiving benefits and not enrolled online. Then you will get a paper statement mailed to you three months before your birthday. And it's funny, I hear this all the time. I hear, uh, Dave, I think I just got one. And when people actually take a look at it, it was like 10 years ago. (laughs) It just seems like you get them every year. And what I don't like about that, by the way, is that most people, if they're not getting the yearly statement, they're not really thinking about it. And many people, you know this, many people have not gone on to their online account and logged in and created that account. So when they do that, for our clients at least, and if you're working with a financial advisor, you want to print that out and make sure you take your statement to your annual review. And by the way, I can understand why this was done. If people ask, well, why'd they stop doing that? It is saving the U.S. government somewhere between 11 and $14 million per year in mailing. Oh, so that, that's the reason. Yep. Save a lot of trees too. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Okay. All right. So we have created supposedly our account online or we're going to get a statement. Yep. What do we see in the online account versus the state, the printed statement? Is there anything different? No, very little difference. And what I actually wanted to do was take people through a sample statement here. And I think that this segment of the social security podcast, at least will be the most helpful for the listeners. I have a lot of questions on reading the statement or how do I read the statement or yeah, I see the statement and I don't really look at it. I wanted to walk through a sample statement and we'll help do that now. And I must say, we will have that sample statement linked in the show notes. Yes. Or if you're in a place where you can just Google or search, I should say, social security sample statement, it's the first thing that comes up. 
And we will walk through that exact statement for, for Wanda Worker, by the way, which is a great name for the oh, Social Security Wanda. statement. Yeah, no, we're well. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> As you know, Social Security dollar amounts are going to be different for every person. But the concepts that we will cover will apply to almost everybody. And notice that I said almost everybody, Patrice. There's always somebody who has a different situation. So I need to give the little disclaimer. This sample, if you're, if you're looking at a sample statement, the first thing that stands out right away when you look at it is a large bolded number in the upper right. And that's the dollar amount that it says that you will get at full retirement age. So the full sentence reads, your payment would be about, and it's some number, a month at full retirement age. In, in Wanda Worker's case, by the way, it's your payment would be about $2,061 at full retirement age. That's a month. And that's, that's per month. Yep. It says a month right on there. If you stay on that front page, obviously you'll see the name, the date. This sample statement, by the way, is very recent, January 2nd, 2021. So we want it to be current with this, but still on the front page, you will see in again, bold letters right below that, your social security statement in those bold letters. And this is usually where people stop reading, by the way. And I found that, okay, they see their, <laughs> they see their dollar amount in the top, right? They see their name. And then uh, we stop. That is where financial advisors, we want to go through this with our clients to make sure that everything is correct and we're going to get the most out of it, which again, we'll talk about. But let's, let's talk about two things in this Your Social Security Statement paragraph. The first is a very common question that we get. I think this will be very helpful is how and when do I actually apply to get my retirement benefit? As you know, many people think they have to go into the Social Security office Everybody used to dread those appointments. It was like, if someone from Social Security is listening, I apologize. It was like going to the DMV. Mm -hmm. It just took forever and you sat there. And now you can just do it online. And it shows you right in the statement where to go. So you can apply online at socialsecurity.gov backslash apply for benefits. That's it. You plug in your information. They will tell you what documentation you need. Then a bank account that you want your money deposited into. It is that simple. Do you have to be able to upload the documentation they need? Yes. By the way, there's a number of documents that they will ask for. And I have yet to find somebody that is unwilling to find those documents to get their $2,000 a month. So <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they will find a way. But it is one of those things that takes a while. And that's why it's actually more helpful, again, to do it online than to go into the office because you can take it step by step. And I found it a little bit easier. The second thing that I wanted to point out in there is what if there is an error in my earnings? This is not where you would go online. You'd actually want to call Social Security. And believe it or not, this is pretty common. Oh. And the, the reason for that is employers can report wrong information. So if you think you make $100,000 and your employer for some reason makes a mistake and says that you made 60, that can happen because they, they might be off by a, a name. Wrong, they might use the wrong mm -hmm. name or even the off by one number in your social security number in the reporting. So it's very easy to check and we'll, we'll get back to that on how you can look at that. But a quick bonus fact on here, because it talks about social security numbers. I, I have had this question before. When will social security actually run out of numbers to give out? Or if someone <laughs> passes away, do they reuse the numbers? So I can't help myself because I'm somewhat of an analytical person. So far, there have been 453 million social security numbers that have been given out with five and a half million more per year. There are, and they, Social Security says this, there are still enough combinations to last, quote, several generations, end quote. Oh, that's, re that's good to know. 
that's yeah, good. so we're, we're not going right. we're not gonna run out of numbers not that <laughs> too many people are thinking about that but i do get that question so there it is and last thing and this is very important that i want to point out as a retirement planning um, professional here the on it says right on the, on the front page on average and this is a quote social security will replace about 40 percent of your annual pre-retirement earnings you will need other savings, investments, pensions, or retirement accounts to live comfortably when you retire. And it says this right on the front of a social security statement. But what I want to talk about is the 40% number. Mm-hmm. The 40% that I find is, is very high for the clients that I work with, meaning social security will actually replace much less than 40%. Oh, Yeah. And think of it this way. If you're, if you're a married healthcare professional earning, we'll call it a household income of $220,000, for example, it would be very difficult for social security to replace 40% of that. Right. It, it's in fact impossible. Right, right. And even more, I guess, hyperbolous example. What if, what if you were making 500,000 social security is definitely not going to replace $200,000 of your income. It is impossible to make up 40% at, the, at those numbers. So I say, I say all that because a person or people with higher incomes need to do more planning and, and not count on the 40% of income from social security. I have had people that have come in and they say, oh, social security is going to replace 40% of what I'm making and they're high income earners and it's not. So I just don't want people to read that and say, oh, social security is going to replace that much because it most likely will not. Okay. Yep. All right. That's all on the first page there. That's a lot of information just on page one, but what's on page two? (laughs) So, you know, this Patrice, you said this at the beginning, we could go through social security for, for days and not cover everything, but on page two, Right at the very top, you'll see your estimated benefits. And the only thing we're going to cover on this, the only part of this, you'll see retirement, disability, family survivors, and Medicare. For today, I am only talking about the retirement line. Okay. The the other sections could be a a podcast in itself. You'll see on there, it says, um, you have earned enough credits to qualify for benefits at your current earnings rate if you continue working until. And then it says your full retirement age. In Wanda's case, by the way, it's 67. Your payment would be about 2061 a month. At 70, it would be $2,500 a month. At 62, your payment would be about $1,426 a month. Let, let's jump back here and, and talk about yep. full retirement age very briefly. Yep. What is it? So that is going to be different for everybody. And based on the average age of our listeners, I think it's important to I know you said very quickly, but I feel like I have to do this. <laughs> so Wanda was born in 1961, which you can see on the, in the right-hand side, just below that, April 5th, 1961 is Wanda's birthday. Because of the year that she was born, it's 67 years old. So let me go through this quickly, and it will resonate with anybody who was born in these years. So if you were born in 1955, the full retirement age is 66 years and two months. If you were born in 1956, it's 66 and four months. 1957, it's 66 and six months. 1958, uh, okay. we're getting there. It's 66 <laughs> and eight months. And 1959 <laughs> is 66 and 10 months. Anyone born after 1960, the full retirement age as it stands right now is 67. Now, if you were born between 1943 and 1954, your full retirement age is 66. Okay, that's a big difference. Yeah, it's just it basically they, they keep bumping it up. And that's one of the things that when they talk about Social Security, quote, running out of money or running short, that they can just keep pushing the age back as our life expectancy gets longer. 
as you can see for Wanda's case, going back up to that, if she's 67 years old at her full retirement age, she will get 2061 per month. I really want to emphasize that because people get their statements. And on that first page, it says you'll get 2061 a month. And then in smaller print, and I don't think they're trying to hide this, but it, it's smaller. It says at full retirement age. That's so it. many, yeah, many people think it's 62 years old. As soon as they can get it, that's what they would get. That's just not true. You can see it on page two. Again, in Wanda Worker's case, she would get $1,426 a month at age 62. If she were to wait until 67, she would get $2,061 a month. And at age 70, $2,500 a month. That, and that's a big difference, really. It's a huge difference. Yeah. And I mean, if she waited till 70 from her full retirement age, just her full retirement age, it's $6,000 more per year, which is a big deal. We never want to underestimate that. So that, that is the biggest question. You know this, Patrice. People don't know when to take Social Security, how to maximize it. And again, this is how an advisor can help. They can help you choose the age in which it makes the most sense for, for you. Mm-hmm. And there's so many loopholes and differences. It is completely different per person based on how much they were making, the longevity in their family, how their tax situation is, how much have they saved. That's why this can get so confusing. And I, I could give you a hundred examples of families that we've helped choose the benefit for and all 100 are totally different. And you just mentioned something there, taxes. Mm-hmm. How do taxes impact social security? Well, there, there's a lot with this. So your social security benefit I'll just, I'll say this and we'll talk about this in a different episode because I go through taxes for a while, but up to 85% of your social security can be taxed. So I'll save the numbers because I'm going to get into plenty of numbers today that I don't want to throw too much at people. Like I said, if you're, if you're getting a thousand dollars a month for easy math up to $850 of it can be federally taxed based on what else you have going on. So if you're still working and getting a benefit or you're taking other investment income, depending on where it's coming from. And then, then, by the way, it gets into what counts toward those taxes. So if I took money out of my Roth IRA, that does not count toward my social security tax, where if I took it out of a traditional IRA, it does. Mm-hmm. So again, this gets confusing. We'll, we'll come back to that at a different time, but okay. just remember that up to 85% of it can be taxed. And the optimistic way to look at it, by the way, is 15% of it is tax-free, no matter what. <laughs> and I like that. <laughs> True, true. We, we like tax-free money. Let, let me mention this before we go on to page three, but this is where, again, it, people see the first number on page one in the upper right. Many people, I'll give people more credit, will flip over and look at these numbers here. How much would I get for retirement and, and these other numbers? That is really where people stop. I have, I'm not sure I've found anybody that's read this, how your benefits are estimated. Social Security tries to make it simple for us to understand. Let me just read this to our audience so that they don't have to do it themselves. Um, (laughs) Because I know people won't. So here we go. This is all on page two, people. On page. This is all just on page two. And believe me, I'm not going to read page three through six either. We'll just, this is the only part I'm going to read because I don't want to bore you, but this is a lot. I'm going to quote just the first first paragraph and that's it. But to qualify for benefits, this is quote, to qualify for benefits, you earn credits through your work, up to four each year. This year, for example, you earn one credit for each $1,470 of wages or self-employment income. When you've earned 5,880, you've earned up to four credits for that year. 
most people need 40 credits earned over their working lifetime to receive retirement benefits. For disability and survivor benefits, young people need fewer credits to be eligible. We checked your records to see whether you have earned enough to qualify. If you haven't earned enough to qualify yet for any type of benefit, we can't give you an estimate for now. If you continue to work, we'll give you an estimate when you do qualify. What we assumed, this is important by the way, if you have enough work credits, we estimated your benefit amounts using your average earnings over your working lifetime. For 2021 and later, up to retirement age, we assumed you'll continue to work and make about the same that you did in 2019 or 2020. We also included credits. We assumed you earned last year and this year. So generally, the older you are and the closer you are to retirement, the more accurate the retirement estimates will be because they are based on a longer work history with fewer uncertainties, such as earning fluctuations. This is my favorite part. We encourage you to use our online retirement estimator, which we've already talked about, to obtain an immediate and personalized benefit estimate, end quote. And I will never read that long of a sentence again <laughs> <laughs> to our audience. But again, I know people aren't reading that. And there's there's some important things in there that, number one, they want you to go online and check out what, what you your customized benefit is. Right. And then also your benefits on here are calculated by your, your current earnings. So if Wanda, for example, were to get a $50,000 pay increase for the next four years or something, her benefit would drastically change. We want to make sure we plan for that as financial advisors. So that is what that long paragraph says, and there's more to it, but we'll, we'll leave it at that for now. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. I know. <laughs> Sounding more and more like you definitely need your financial advisor to go through this with you. Yeah, that's, that's just page two. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. It gets easier. Hey, listen, page three, we're, 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 we're going downhill after this. Or should I say uphill? I don't know. <laughs> it's easier after this. I'll say it that way. It's easier. <laughs> so, okay. Page three. I love this. This will also remind you of how fast time goes, by the way. I know. Because... I, it's, it is crazy. And you, and you know, when you look at this year by year, like I look at my own, it's like my first year that I worked, I, I remember that. And you look at this chart and it's like, it was so many, so many columns ago and so many well, we rows. Should, and we should explain this. This is your earnings record. This is what you have earned each year. That's right. Again, this section is called, it says right in bold letters, your earnings record. And it lists year by year what you have earned for the purposes of social security, by the way. One thing I'll point out quickly here, Patrice, is if, and I, I get this question, if you have gone over the maximum social security number for the year, it changes every year. So I'm just going to use, let's say 100,000 social security stops taking taxes out. We talked about this a little bit in the last podcast, but if they stop at 100,000 and you make 600,000, it's only going to show 100,000 on this statement. Got it. And that's important for people to know because they're, they're like, well, I, I do get this. I made a lot more money than what it's showing. Is that going to affect my benefit? The answer is no. You have maxed out your social security for that year. But you still want to make sure that they've got the right number. Oh, yeah. I, I love Wanda's. This is so typical, by the way. In 1977, she made $226. She was, <laughs> I'm assuming she was a lifeguard at a local YMCA pool or something back then. She made $226. <laughs> I like guessing what people do back then. Uh, but you, you can slowly see the progression through her earnings record. But this is exactly right. This is where you want to check for errors each year. Again, if there's something that's incorrect, we want to call Social Security right away. And, and they will ask you for evidence. So you'll have to have a W-2 or have your employer re-verify 
And we've had to do that a, a few times. Oh. The, the next paragraph, I, I like this in, in between these green lines, and it's total Social Security and Medicare taxes paid over your working career through the last year. So again, many people don't make it this far and they have no idea what they've paid in, but I, I thought this was interesting. Yeah. So you can see Wanda over her career has paid in $73,110 into social security. But also look what the employers pay. I know. Yeah. So remember I mentioned in the last podcast about like business owners and small business, they, they pay a lot into social security for us. So your employers are also matching that unless remember you are self-employed, then you are paying both. Right. Right. And then the Medicare don't, don't underestimate Medicare on the right-hand side, you paid 17, Wanda paid $17,585 into Medicare and her employer paid the same. I always think that's interesting to see how much people have actually paid into it. I don't know if you remember the discussion a few years ago about, well, it's, it's ongoing constantly, but privatizing social security. This is what they were talking about. Would Wanda be better off if she just saved her own $73,000 into her, her own IRA and was able to invest it? Who has that discipline, though? Who has that discipline to do it themselves? Yeah, well, probably the people that are uh, complaining about it. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, I think a lot of people actually would if, if they got on the right path, but you, you're, not, you're not wrong. And again, it's 7% seven, 7% of your salary, right? No. Up to a certain amount. It is the forced savings, which is a good thing about Social Security. That, that is the end of page three. I told you it would get easier. Yeah, that was fast on three. Yeah, okay. And, and four is even easier. But it, page four, I think that some of this is interesting, is it's some facts about Social Security. And we've covered a lot of this. But one section that I wanted to point out is on the right-hand side, and it's called Receive Benefits and Still Work. I was just is, looking at that. Nice. All right, good. And that's <laughs> If you were to look at this page, that's what's going to stand out. And it's a common question that we get. If you were to take your benefits early, and when I say early, I mean before your full retirement age, and you are still working, there are income limits that you definitely want to be aware of. For 2020, those who are younger than their full retirement age, throughout the year, you can earn up to $18,240 per year without losing any benefit. After that, and I'll get into the numbers in a second to make it mm -hmm. relevant. After that, you'll lose $1 of annual benefits for every two that you make above that threshold. If you're 63 years old and you're taking Social Security and you make $40,000 that year as an employee, and again, you're collecting Social Security, you make $40,000, your benefit would be reduced by about $11,000. The point of this is you really don't want to be working if you are before your full retirement age and making a decent amount of money, I'll say, because most of the time it makes it pointless to take your benefit early. Then you would have rather waited. I was going to say, but, why would you take it early if you were still working? Yeah. And, and there are, there are actually, again, Patrice, this gets back into some loopholes. There actually may be some reasons to do that. I've had people that have been diagnosed terminally ill. I've had people being, you're still actually credited this amount back onto your social security benefits later. And a lot of people, we talked about this before, they just say, I just want my money. I want to know that I'm getting paid. There are some reasons, but the important part of this is once you do reach your full retirement age, based on the numbers that I, I threw out earlier, at the age that we mentioned, you can earn however much you want with no reduction. We'll go back to Wanda's. Wanda's full retirement age is 67. If Wanda makes 67, at 67, if she makes $1 million, 
she can still take her full social security with no reduction. Okay. One other thing on this, many people that we work with this, they don't just retire on January 1st. Mm -hmm. They retire whenever they throughout at some point throughout the year. And then they claim their social security benefit. The earnings for that year that you had prior to claiming will not count toward that number. They they will not penalize you. They will not, they will not penalize you for that. Yep. All right. One, one last thing on page four, and then we'll be done with this statement <laughs> is, is called before you decide to retire. And the first sentence is carefully consider the advantages and disadvantages of early retirement. If you choose to receive benefits before you re- reach full retirement age, your monthly benefit will be reduced. One thing that I cannot emphasize enough, just because I've seen this hundreds, if not thousands of times, is that retirement and taking social security are two totally different things. Even if you just read the social security statement, it looks like they are saying when you retire, take social security. That is so not true. We have many people that retire at 55 or 60 years old and they don't take their social security until they're 70. Mm -hmm. And remember, social security is a part of the overall retirement plan. It's a very important part and it's a great plan. It's just, remember, it's a part. And all these different moving parts work together when you are doing full retirement plan. And obviously there are many rules and options and ways to get the most out of it. And I mean, I hate to say it this way, but, or, or not get the most out of it. And we can't really correct it afterwards. So whenever we're working with a client and any advisor should be doing this, we are planning to get the most from our social security well in advance of all of this stuff happening. There's so much here, Dave, like you say, People should go online, they should get their statement, look through the statement, really read it. There's a lot of information here. But you just said something that sparked an unfortunate question. If there is a mistake, can you can't go back and fix it? No. And we used to be able to do some things like pay our lump sum back and change our mind and things like that. But there, if, if we meet with a, I'll give you an example, a 68-year-old husband and 66-year-old wife, and they are already taking their Social Security benefits, we really can't do much about it at that point. And by the way, if there was something that we could have helped them with. Okay. okay. Yeah, we can't really change it. All right, Dave, this is something that you may not want to hand out because I know there are questions, but... How can people get in touch with you? <laughs> I'll say it again. You, you can always find me on LinkedIn. I'm very active on LinkedIn. And also our website, www.sixpointfp, as in financialplanner.com. We're pretty high up in the Google rankings now. So if you just search us locally in Rochester, you, you will find us. And one thing I want to mention before, before we end this, mm-hmm. we did not even touch on Medicare, disability, or family benefits. And there are so many other strategies that advisors can help to get the most from your benefits. And that's what we're here for. How can you get the most between you and your spouse? What can you do? What if you're divorced? What if your spouse has passed away? Again, how is it taxed? I'm going to do one more action item for today. And then we'll get back to social security at some point in the future, because this could go on for for a very long time. But (laughs) to give another action item today, I would say, please get in touch with an advisor who knows how to maximize the social security system for you and how to get the most from it. And that's my action item. Get a hold of somebody that knows what they're doing with this that can help you. All right. Get a hold of somebody. Look at your statement. And of course, listen to all the episodes of David Pulsini's Six Point Financial Podcast, Dear Rochester, Retire Well. You can subscribe and share with the buttons on this page. I'm Patrice Sikora, and let's talk again later. 
thank you for listening to the Dear Rochester Retire Well podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Six Point Financial Partners. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. Content here is for illustrative and educational purposes only. It is not legal, tax, or individualized financial advice, nor is it a recommendation to buy, sell, or hold any specific security or engage in any specific trading strategy. Results will vary. Past performance is no indication of future results or success. Market conditions change continuously. This commentary reflects the personal opinions, viewpoints, and analysis of Six Point Financial Partners. It does not necessarily represent those of RFG Advisory, Private Client Services, their clients, or their employees. This commentary should not be regarded as a description of advisory services provided by Six Point Financial Partners or RFG Advisory or performance returns of any client. The views reflected in the commentary are subject to change at any time without notice. Securities offered by registered representatives of private client services, member FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered by investment advisory representatives of RFG Advisory, a registered investment advisor. Private client services, Six Point Financial Partners, and RFG Advisory are unaffiliated entities. Advisory services are only offered to clients or prospective clients where RFG Advisory and its representatives are properly licensed or exempt from licensure. No advisory services may be rendered by RFG Advisory unless a client agreement is in place.